Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the Zero Podcast. Sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Use the code ZERO25 for 25% off and free shipping. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are we all? Excellent. Excellent. Great. Good to be here. Good to be here. So I had this discussion with Meg the other day. She raised the question, what makes a true coffee lover? Is a true coffee lover the ultra snobs who refuse to drink subpar coffee? Or is a true coffee lover a person who can drink absolutely everything? Like you were saying just then. That is a really good. I think coffee lover for someone who will drink anything. They just love coffee, but coffee connoisseur for the coffee snobs. Yeah. Connoisseur. But, uh, well, like, all right, let's change the context. Are you in powerlifting when someone only uses certain bar plates? We call them a wanker. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would agree with that. I'd call those people a coffee wanker. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. You're, I'm a wanker in, in several things. You're allowed to be a wanker, but at least own the fact that, that you're a wanker. <laughs> I'm a movie wanker. I'm really critical. You're okay. the, yeah. You are the biggest movie wanker. I am. Like, like, <laughs> can I give an example? Yeah. Like, you know when like a third one comes out? Yeah, I watch it for like the nostalgic reasons, and yeah. you know, still watch it. I'm paying homage to it. it. Con- continuity, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where Bridge is like, yeah, yeah. no, they ruined it. They ruined the whole thing. No, I want to see that. I vibe with that. I'd say I'm a movie wanker as well. Mm. Do you like Cinema Sins? You ever watch Cinema Sins? Yes, no. I think you'd oh, love Cinema so Sins. Good. Best channel, so yeah. good. My all-time all right, favorite YouTube out. channel. I always watch the Cinema Sins for the movie after I watch the movie as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. See how many other things I caught. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. What's it, it on YouTube? Hey, is it on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. So Cinemasins is the channel. You would have seen their videos before. It's like everything wrong with ah uh, the Matrix in twenty minutes. And did you just, watch the Matrix one though? Yeah, I've I've seen one pop up for Aliens, and I couldn't bring myself to watch it because I'm like, no, that's that's sacrilege. Kind of, yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I it's it's kind of it's because it's movie criticism, but not a wanker version. It's kind of a fun ah, version. Ooh. All right, cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And I think it really appreciates you. It really helps you appreciate like the the finer moments in film that you might not appreciate as much. Yeah. And then you start to notice that stuff in other movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. All right. What what other things are you a wanker about? Um, I'm a bit of a wanker about steak. Yep. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely a stank stank wanker. (laughs) (laughs) You've got every you put on a you put on a very good steak. Okay, what are you a wanker about? I'm a basketball wanker. Yeah, CJ, you've heard me, Bridget, you guys have heard me rage about like when people give me a shitty opinion about basketball. Yeah, you're also a shoes wanker. Yeah, but yeah, you are and clothes. Clothes. Yeah, sounds like I'm just a wanker. Style style wanker. Style wanker. Swag. Swag wanker. (laughs) Personality. (laughs) CJ, what are you wanker about? Gosh, I know I've got many things. I'm very particular about it, but nothing comes to mind. Oh, I've got one for CJ. Yeah, I'll see a photo and I'll be like, "Fuck, that's sick," and you'll be like, "Mm, "Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all right." 
like brother, like, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as you're a photo wanker, art wanker. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. creatively, yeah, mm-hmm. especially on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, what else? I, I'm w- I'm particular with. Oh, I know there's a lot of things that I'm almost OCD about where I've got to have like certain. It's got to be done this way every time. But nothing. I can't think of it right now. Mm. But yeah. All right. I'm I'm an accommodation wanker. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm a bit of a princess with where I stay. Aww. I couldn't imagine that location yeah. or the actual like room itself. Oh, location. I don't care. Yeah. But the room itself for yeah. sure, especially the bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Bed and bathroom. All right. Back to um. So the reason why we talked about coffee to begin with, we we're talking about coffee before we started recording mm, the podcast yeah. so you were talking about like you can drink i i said i can drink like the shittest coffee mm. like a blend 43 and still enjoy it but uh-huh. at the same time i do love like a if we go somewhere nice and they have like you know uh what's it called what do i like getting like the v60 yeah if they got a really nice filter yeah mm. um or like a specialty bean i always have to get it you definitely went through a coffee wanker phase and then i think you were like you know what? i just appreciate any coffee yeah yeah, definitely. Like, but you'll see there's a cold brew syrup in the fridge. Yeah. Give that a crack if you want. Right. I need to get some ice for the fridge so you can. Uh, but yeah, I just appreciate all, all types of coffee. Yeah. What nice. about you? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty simple. Mm. I, I, I've I'm only just because uh, I'm a I'm a late bloomer with coffee. I only started drinking coffee when I was maybe is when I went back to Queensland Health. So I would have been like 2015, I mean like 25, 26. What's when I first started drinking coffee? Uh, and I didn't appreciate it. Like I drank pod coffee with like those uh, Splenda tablets. Mm. Yeah, they were disgusting. And I used to, I used to be like, uh, I was dieting at the time, and I used to be like, I don't want to add milk, so I'm just going to run through the coffee a few times through the machine. So like the ultimate sacrilege. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm a coffee guy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like only now since I've started becoming a bit of a coffee nerd and like weighing everything and doing stuff properly that I can start to tell the difference between really bad and really good coffee. Mm. I can definitely taste the difference between coffees, but not to the point where I'm like, oh, yes, it has undertones of cherry. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that tastes slightly different to the last bean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny when I because fir- I first started getting to coffee when I moved to Gold, Australia. Yeah. And um, I went to some fancy place. It's not there. Black Coffee Lyrics. Oh, I remember Black Coffee Lyrics yeah. in the alleyway there. And, you know, they're like hipsters there. <laughs> that was like the original hipster place. Yeah, yeah. and I remember yeah. I went in there and I, go, I was with my friend. I was like, yeah, bro, getting into coffee, you know. I was like, let's go get some coffee. Because we're only like 20 years old. I walk in there and I go, can't please get a white chocolate mocha? <laughs> and, he goes, and he just looked at me and goes, this isn't Starbucks. We, we don't do that yeah, here. Yeah, but that's actually what he said. He goes, this isn't Starbucks. I didn't say anything else. I'll have to, I sent a video to Alex Deacon this morning about, because I went to coffee with him last time I was in Melbourne about coffee in Melbourne versus ordering a coffee in Queensland. And it's very much like that. Yeah. It's it's such a good video. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, like, it's, it's up to you how you enjoy your coffee. Mm. Like, don't, because I, I have, I put sugar in no matter what. Like, because I like my coffee sweet. When I have a tea, I put four sugars in it. Really, and tea as well. Yeah, really. I like really sweet, like American tea. Mm. Um, that's how they do in the Middle East too. They really over sugar, over sweeten their tea. Uh, and so with coffee, I like milk and I like sugar, and I don't care. Do you it's, still do you still hit the affogados? Yes, occasionally. Affogados are so good. Occasionally, yeah. that's that's my dieting coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
It's the same with steak. Like I like cheap barbecue sauce, like sweet baby rays, or mm. I like ketchup with my steak, no matter how expensive the steak is. And oh, I can appreciate yeah. it on its own, but I also like it with ketchup. And I'm not going to let someone say, oh my God, you can't do that to that. Yes, I can. It's like, I love ketchup. I can literally drink it by itself. And I do <laughs> on the regular. Ask anyone who hangs out with me for more than five minutes. And I really like really good steaks. It's like put the two together. It's like, whoa, double happiness. Yep, two of your no favorite things. Double happiness. Anything. Yeah. No, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm the same with coffee. Like, it's probably sacrilege to say this, but I have like coffee, like with caramel in it everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. Even if it's like really good coffee, I still, and people are like, you're ruining it. I'm like, no, it's, it's great coffee and I love caramel. So yeah, I, I am the same like that. Oh, see, I'm just a black coffee guy. Not trying to be like a, for no, like not health fucking. Yeah. I just really enjoy black coffee. And then every now and again on the weekend, I'll get like a oat latte or, you know, mm. a normal coffee. If you call it that, I don't know. Get a little bit of milk in there. Yeah. But I don't know. But as soon as I drink coffee, it makes me need to shit myself yeah. straight away. <laughs> tell, you yeah. what tell you what I'm a sucker for in, in foreign countries. Pumpkin cream cold brew with double or triple cream. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very good. You just missed out. They had pumpkin spice at uh I don't know where any Starbucks are here. The pumpkin spice at Starbucks isn't that great. That's delicious. It's a bit like watered down, I think. Nah, it's delicious. They had a like a brown sugar cream in the UK and it was yeah. so good. Oh man. All right, guys. Yeah. What are you guys grateful for? CJ. I'm grateful for um, Honest Mechanics. Oh, uh, <laughs> where'd you find one of them? Bro, yeah. that's, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> I know, I know. And I never realized, I know I must be so naive because for the longest time I've always worked on my own car, um, but my mum's my had to go see a mechanic and so have a few of my friends get work on their cars done. And... When I see, like, I'll always get my mates like, oh, uh, I've gone to a mechanic and they've said I've had to do this, this, and this. And I was like, all right, give me the quote or whatever. And then I literally go online and look at the parts and they easily charge them 150%. Mm. Over. And I was like, this is happening happening consistently everywhere I look. And I'm looking at retail prices. You know, they get it at, you know, whatever deal they get it for. So to me, I'm just, like, so shocked. And then um, one of my mates at church, he's a mechanic, and I got my mum to go in there and she'd already seen, without even me knowing, she'd gone and seen different mechanics for, um, I guess, a diagnosis of what's wrong with the car. It's leaking coolant at the moment. She goes see this guy and he's literally like quoted her like maybe two thirds of the price that everyone else is. And I've like looked side by side at the quotes and I'm just like astounded by like how much mechanics mark up their work or, I've even had mates recently who's had like needed work done and they've, you know, pumped up that they've needed work done that didn't really need a doing. Mm. Like there's so much of that and I'm just so, so naive to it. I couldn't believe how much, it's like you don't need half of that stuff done to your car, but they just say you do. I think we all are. We just, we all just don't care enough to try figure it out. Yeah. We need our cars like ASAP. Yeah. It's such a necessity. Yeah, it's so weird when they say it. They're, they're speaking a different language. Yeah, brother, I just noticed in your dolphin filter on the capacitor that you got a bit of rubberization from the carbon buildup, and uh, we're going to need to change that. It's going to be $4,000. Oh, better fix my car. 
<laughs> I remember my car, Tom, bro. Were you here, CJ? Oh, uh, I, yes, I caught the back end of it. Well, it lasted about two years. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> the back end, the back end two, of it. Two years <laughs> for of year. non-stop drama. I couldn't believe... He had my car for, what, eight months? <sighs> Unreal. Mm. I can't believe... That's so long. Unreal. Gidge, what are you grateful for? Uh, this one might just seem a bit lame, but I'm grateful for the rain that we just had. Mm. But that's because it's so dry out at my mum and dad's at the moment. Mm. So, like, if, unless you've been out west, I don't think you sort of realise how dry it gets out there, how quickly... And they're going into about month seven or eight now with no rain. Yeah, far And yeah, everything, yeah, everything's just completely dead. And the last drought they had out there lasted for seven years and the town nearly ran out of water. Mm. And they just had all these storms go around town and they didn't get any rain. And then the next day we got like a full day of rain. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah it's so dry out there. Every time it rains, I text Daniel and I say the farmers will be happy. Yeah, <laughs> the rains are in. And, and now that I'm the on rains, a, now that yeah. I live on a farm, I'm like... The farmers will be happy, and Do I am happy. Do you live next door to a farm? Is that what it is? Our property is just really big, and out the yeah. back we lease the um, to the next door neighbours, so they have horses on it. That's so cool. And next door they just keep heaps of animals, so they've got yeah. like goats and sheep and a bunch of ponies, horses. Yeah, it's really cool. That's amazing. Have you had to mow your lawns yet? Yes. How long did it take? I haven't done that big back area. I've only done like this the the part just outside the door. Uh, but it won't take that long. Maybe now. Oh, oh, that's crazy. right. Yeah, nice. I, li- I like mowing the lawn. Mm. Therapeutic. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like free cardio. Fair enough. That's a good way to look at it. It's not. It's an eating disorder. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's body dysmorphia dysmorphin again. <laughs> Be dysmorphin, brother. All right. What are you grateful for, James? Is this a real random one? Nah, actually, I don't want to say that one. What? Nah, it's because I don't really... But like, I'm, I'm not necessarily grateful for it but like in australia like the freedom of religion mm. Mm. like Absolutely. it puts other countries in fucking whirlwinds and it's horrible for sure yeah you can be whatever you want mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think that's pretty cool well, i think it's cool. it's good to be grateful for it because it allows you to do whatever you want to do without being forced under the oppression of other people's beliefs mm. for sure yeah so that's what absolutely I'm I'm certainly grateful for that. Um, mm. Got a good perspective of that here, like during COVID where we couldn't go to church and it was, we realized how much we missed it. Like everyone at church really missed just the community and coming back together. And and then, yeah, just to think that there are places in the world that what we do on a Sunday is illegal. Yeah. Like that's pretty wild. Yeah. Like to, to not be able to, yeah. Well, I was just thinking like, you know, during the earthquake, uh, not earthquakes, you know, when the mosques got shot up in Christchurch mm. and then like the Christian churches were putting them up, all the Muslims like up sure. in their churches and yeah. I don't know, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. Very mm. cool. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, I'm grateful for the age of therapy. Uh, I've had a lot of a lot of friends go through bad times, a lot of friends try and, well not a lot of friends, but a few friends try and kill themselves over the last few years. And uh, I've also had people not go through such dramatic circumstances, but uh, really find their way by committing to therapy, including myself. Like zero wouldn't exist as it is uh, unless I had gone and get my head checked and, and learned about the way that I operate and how my mind ticks and how I interface with the world and interact with each other. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. It's a great one. Mm. All right, quotes. I'll kick us off. Another stoic quote. Life is very short and anxious for those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear the future. Seneca. 
Nice. I like that. Deep. <laughs> Life is like looking for your phone. Most of the time it's in your hands. You just don't realize it. Uh, I but love that. <laughs> Where'd that one come from? <laughs> My phone. <laughs> oh. But like is this a premeditated thing or did you just Google it before? No, I was looking up I was looking up like happy life quotes. Nice. And that one stood out. Nice. Yeah. CJ, what you got? Um We are born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Mmm. Mm. Wow. Nice. We're kind of born looking like really grey aliens. <laughs> yeah. Aliens is a completely <laughs> It's weird when you see like a cute Newborn baby, because they're rare. Well, you don't really. Do you? Well, they're all just, they got the really funny shaped heads and purple, gray, scrunched up faces. <laughs> <laughs> scrunched up. Uh, Sometimes you get a sight. cute one. Before we get into the topics, what have you guys been up to? Am I, am I allowed to say my quote? Or? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> really allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Go on. My one is from Finding Nemo. <laughs> it's Dory. Just keep swimming. Ah. Uh, that's good. I Love like Dory. It. Matches our, our theme today, the 11-year 11, 11 birthday theme. Just keep going. Yeah. Unreal. Are you the longest standing brand in powerlifting Australia? Uh, no. 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 No, no, no. There, there's definitely been people that have been doing it much longer than me. Yeah. yeah not, right. not many, but people that have been doing it a lot longer than, than me or we as Zero. So, yeah. Um, but continue. What, what have we been up to? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been home. I've been here. Feel good? Which is good. Yeah, not for long. Uh, an impromptu trip has come up, so I'll be pissing off next weekend and then the weekend after as well, so see ya. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm here right now. It so. was literally last week's podcast where you're like, yeah, I've done enough traveling yeah. for, for now. Where are you going? Until yeah, su- such is life. Uh, Got to go down to Geelong for, for a competition down there. And oh, nice. then um, Tasmania the weekend after for, for their competition. Who have you got at the Geelong comp? No, no, this is APL mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just doing the technical director stuff, looking after referees and everything like that. Uh, but otherwise, training, working, it's been great. Been really nice Get, getting into some actual routine. I've been craving it for a long time since um, doing all this travel recently. So, yeah. CJ, what have you been up to? Not much either. Um, I've been sick and I, I'm coming off the back end of it, if you can hear it. Yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I got. Uh, I was man flu. Uh, so I haven't been really doing much. I've just been at home. I haven't been training. Been pretty, yeah, just bedridden. Playing a lot of video games. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a game called Rainbow Six Siege. It's like a first-person oh. shooter game. Um, Throwing it back. Yes. I can't believe how big that game is now. And it's, you know, nine nine years old or something like that. Yeah, nice. Is that like the Tom Clancy series? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a big multiplayer game and doing a bit of streaming, which has been fun. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. While you're playing games? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your Twitch handle? Panda Poops. Panda Poops. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I like it. That's <laughs> I came up with it when I was little and I've always stuck with it ever since. Yeah, nice. I like so, it. Yeah. Sweet. Gidge. Um, I've literally been doing nothing. Yeah, just hanging out with some friends. I'm trying to make more time for my friends, actually. So, yeah, I've been socializing a little bit more. Good, yeah, which I don't normally do on the weekends, but yes, yeah, good. Another social weekend this weekend, so it'll be fun. Yeah, nice. I'll yeah. check my text later for the invites. <laughs> <laughs> James, what have you been up to? Um, no, nah, nothing really, just 
Same thing, just trying to be a little bit more social. Nice. Find myself, uh, I think I've said it to you, like here I'm extroverted, but as soon as I'm outside here, I just want to be by myself. Chill. Yeah, not do much. Yeah, good. Yeah, so trying to be a little bit more social as well, catching old friends, having a few more beers and uh, just enjoying myself. You got this Jits comp next weekend? Yeah, I'm still uh, undecided if I'm going to do it. What's uh, holding you back? Well, we're going to go see Andrew Schultz. Oh, nice. That night. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. And he's like my favorite comedian ever. And uh, so look, so, because I don't want to be late for that. And jujitsu comps are like powerlifting comps. Yeah. You know, you don't know what, you don't know what, if they're going to finish three hours early or yeah, two yeah. hours late. I don't think you'll be late. I think you'll be able to do both. Yeah. I've got to stop thinking this way. But mm. uh, Bridget wouldn't get mad, but I keep thinking in my head, all right, imagine if I lost, we're late, and there's like bad traffic. I'm like, that'll be the worst. Or you got horrifically injured. Yeah, and then couldn't mm. go. Yeah, so I've thought about the sorry, worst. Sorry to plant that seed. Yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> I've thought about all the worst Gosh. case scenarios. <laughs> but, yeah. I so. haven't seen much of Andrew Schultz's stuff. Like, only shorts on Instagram and stuff. But Very I, offensive. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing he won't, like, talk about. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Ooh. It's good, good, good. Um, we saw Killers of the Flower Moon on the weekend. Ooh, the new that? Leo movie. Yeah, good film. Yeah, a new Leo movie. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He just gets better every time as well. Really? He's such yeah. a good actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so it's unreal. Boring. It's a very long watch. Like it's a it's a commitment to watch it. So if you're interested in it, just be be prepared to go through a very slow dramatic movie for okay. whatever it was, three and a half hours or something. Oh wow. Oh wow. It's a long movie. Scorsese. Eh? Mm. Yeah, I got to see it. Declan put out a really good review on it. And yep. who else is in it? Robert De Niro and. There's quite Something a few yeah. heavy hitters, especially yeah. towards the end. It's like got John Lithgow. It's got yeah. Brendan Fraser makes an appearance. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the woman who plays um, Leonardo's wife, uh, I, I'm not sure of her name or if she's a big actress or whatever, but she was awesome in it. Like, oh, yeah. really? The whole thing was just okay. great. Wow. Oh, I really want to see it. Yeah, really okay. good. Really good. All right. Let's talk. 11 years, baby. Mm-hmm. Is it officially the birthday today? No, I think it's on Sunday. On so Sunday. It's, it's the 12th. I always yeah. debate about this because, like, the first time anyone was allowed in the gym to train was the 10th. Mm. Uh, but the official opening day, because that, that was a Saturday, the official opening day was the Monday. Yeah. Which was the 12th. Yeah. I remember distinctly as well. So I I was working a day job at the time. I was driving a forklift. If you want, if you want like lots of the detailed stories of the history, we'll go through a bit of it today. Most likely, I'm sure it'll come up. But we recorded the 10 year episode last year, so scroll back and and watch that if you're new to zero and all that stuff. Because we we sat down for like two hours last year and went through heaps of stuff, which was really cool. Um, but I remember distinctly on that first day, I was late. Uh, so I work ran overtime and I had to stay back and load a truck that showed up late. And I posted it on the Facebook page. I'm like, hey, guys, sorry, I might not be there till 3.30. Hey, guys, I had no members. <laughs> like, <laughs> I rocked up to an empty gym and stayed there for six hours by myself and then went home. <laughs> like, I don't know who I was sending the message to. Uh, but I remember being like, this is not a good start. This is I can't do this. This is so bad. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what I was worried about. Didn't have any members. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Wow. I'm guessing no one sent any messages on the Instagram. <coughs> Wait, was the Q&A on yours or Zero's? I put it on both. Oh. But, but the Zero Instagram stories, because there were so many, they kind of get washed out. Yeah. 
let me, let and, me. It, and it looked like a reshare of the story box so it it might not have actually got it that people might have thought it was on mine because i got a ton on mine mm. oh it was, oh no we actually didn't get many on this one we get any um it's okay if the answer is no not that embarrassing. Yeah, we only got one on the Ground Zero page. Was it a serious one or like? <laughs> no, nah, it was a. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go. I I pulled up some. I was doing some stats over there. One of them is definitely just a wank. Uh, the other ones are a little bit interesting. Well, not that interesting. They're kind of both wanks, but whatever. Don't care. It's my party. It's my birthday. Uh, any guesses as to how many combo racks we currently have? Like all gyms? All gyms, yeah. Including ones okay. in storage? There's none in storage. Oh, there isn't any in storage? This is all, all gyms, including all gyms that have been announced. So mm. it includes Wales and Christchurch. 60. Not quite. Close, but not quite. Wow. 54. A little bit less. Uh, 49. 45. I was going to go... 45 combos. Why did I just say it? 45 combos. How many Lico bars? This doesn't include trap bars and kids bars. And it's actually an under guess because I'm not sure how many more than what I think one of the gyms has has. Mm, I'm going to... 70. Not that high. Put it this way. We can put one on every combo plus a little bit more. 55. Close. F- 50. It's probably more like 60, but I'm not sure of, of a couple of them. 60. I don't, like, so this is this is special for me to stay allowed, and it should be special for you because you remember when I got the first combo. The, I remember the very first combo and uh, a Se- lick. Second bar. Oh, was that the second bar? The first bar I got right at the start. Oh, okay. And that was like, that took all of my cash. Mm. I had three grand left to my name and I spent $2,400 on a bar and collars. Yeah. 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 I've always been about investing into the gym regardless of what's on the line. That's sick. So like, and th- it's funny, like you look at it, that's in 2012 and I'm like, this is all the money I have left right now. Like legit, no backup savings. No, back then I didn't have any investments. I had some shares that I have that I bought as a kid, but I had no safety net outside of back then I was married. So my wife's income, but that was literally all the money I had to my name. This year I did the same thing, but with now money works a bit differently because there's like me and the gym and then the other gyms. But between me and this gym, when we bought all the new Alico, did the same thing basically <laughs> drained drained the bank accounts that i had immediate access to to being like if we lose 10 members the staff ain't getting paid next week <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys you guys didn't realize what was going on but we walked a pretty fine line when all that stuff came in all right have a have a crack at the total amount of calibrated plates we have like oh, okay total amount 2000 no, no, sorry. Oh, the total tonnage. Oh. How many tons? Oh, I'm going to say we got, surely we've got three ton here. We got three ton here. We have got. Let me, thir- wait, just, just to give you a bit of guidance, 
Here, just in 25 kilo plates, we have 2,450. Oh. I remember the first time I posted, we have a thousand kilos of cattle bread plates. I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> <laughs> I, So the first set I ever bought, we only just sold. It was the original set of Ivanko. Mm. And a comp set was like 14 reds and then one of everything else. Oh, sorry, uh, one pair of everything else. Uh, and back then, the exchange rate was so good. And with PTC, we had a deal with the distributor at the time. And we were getting them for like... I think $6 a kilo, which is unheard of. Like mm. when, when Goliath, when companies like Goliath or Verve do extreme specials, you might see $7 a kilo. Um, whereas now if you're looking at a Vanco, a Lico, those kind of companies, you're looking at like 14, 15 bucks a kilo. So I bought the set of Vanco plates and it was the same thing. It's like the gym had started to make maybe a couple of hundred bucks a week and I saved that up for a few months and I was like, I have about three grand to spend and straight to calibrated plates and that basically took it all. Wow. Um, my guess, 40 ton. Gidge, any takers? Mm, I was going to say a little bit less. What did you say know. was Maybe here? Like you said two and a half tons is here. Of, of, oh, no, of just, just the reds. reds. Oh gosh. Maybe like How many gyms do we have? Twenty seven ton. Six, if you include the other two. I'll say twenty seven. Yeah, I'll say thirty tons. Yeah, you're all very close. Thirty two. Ooh. 32 tons. <laughs> so I just realized I, I just realized I've got a big typo in this. I wrote 322,000. It's thir- <laughs> it's 32. It's 32. <laughs> 32 tons of of calibrated plates across the place. And I, this isn't to brag. This is just to like showcase the the growth that we've managed to experience over the last last bunch of years, which is cool. I want to drop some money figures just cuz I don't know. I've I've never I'm really bad as a business owner for, you know, a lot of people preach like know the metrics. Mm. I don't know the metrics. I don't know how many members we have at this gym. Honestly, like I don't know the number of members that we have at this gym. I know approximate numbers for each gym, but I don't look at that. My business mindset is I remember all numbers and mainly I remember numbers in bank accounts. So I never actually check the number of members. I look at the numbers that are going to the bank account each week. If it's more, we're doing good less we're doing bad that's it like that's the simplest metric to go by and in business it's the only metric really that matters of course you know you can argue all the all the other stuff but i don't know the number of members we got so don't ask me that uh and i never look at like the total figures that we make i just know week to week that's all i care about are we making more on a week-to-week basis um, but for funsies i pulled up some like profit and loss statements uh of last financial year versus uh the first few financial years. And I want to preface this by saying, don't get excited about numbers because they don't mean jack shit. Because like we spend a lot of money, like staff costs a shitload. We reinvest a shitload. So uh, just to give you an idea, have a guess of how much money we spent last financial year just on equipment across six gyms. Bearing in mind, two of them are new gyms. Oh, sorry, three of them are new gyms. So there's a setup cost of three gyms. A million dollars. Not quite. But get in there. Four. 800, oh, 
850,000. Half of that. So four, oh. uh, just over $400,000 that we spent reinvesting in equipment. If you took away some of the new gyms don't really count because you'll only see half the amounts that we spent because it bleeds into like previous financial years, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, just to give you an idea, we reinvested just in equipment, not in like air cons and all that sort of stuff that we do um, over $400,000. But total like, um, total turnover of all the gyms last financial year was just shy of $2 million, which is up a little bit from the last financial year. But in the first year of business, guess how much money the gym made? $30,000. Less. 10 grand. Less. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So you want to get an idea of where we've come from? <laughs> The, and this is not profit. This mm. is the same thing. So annual turnover of all of the gyms combined this year. And those numbers are actually a bit inflated because there's times that we buy equipment off each other. Uh, so it, it does get a bit skewed. Uh, but, you know, c let's let's be generous and round up. Or let's, let's just call it $1.8 million. In the first year of business, this gym made $8,000. Wow. <laughs> $8,713 to be exact Wow Yeah Did that So this is why you just keep swimming <laughs> Was was that year a loss? Hey Was that year a loss? Like yeah. Okay, had a loss. yeah I mean in that year I bought a car under the company That was $7,000 <laughs> <laughs> So just, just The car versus the gym <laughs> uh. That was my gets Wow. Oh, wow! Yeah, opened the gym, bought a gets. Wow! Because back then I we only had one car and needed a second car to get to work. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there you go. Come a long way. So in the first, in the first, in the second year, we made thirty five thousand dollars, and then the uh, sorry made we turned over thirty five thousand. And the third year was a hundred thousand. Wow! Nice. Yeah. So That's like cool. by fourteen fifteen, we were getting a we were getting a groove, and the big change there was. I was running more more competitions, so that helped a lot. And I just blew up as an online coach. Mm -hmm. Just got really good as an online was, coach. You said that was was that peak Tombro online coaching? No, that was the start of it. I reckon, reckon two thousand fifteen sixteen was like when I was really pushing, mm -hmm. like really really pushing. Yeah. yeah. So I got a I got one of the questions I got in my Instagram was like, "Do you ever pinch yourself as to where you are?" And I mean, I've I've spoken about this before. I don't really think like that sort of way. I don't get that excited about much. But I was thinking the other day, you know, I'm, I took those photos. I was here training on Saturday afternoon and no one was, was here. Everyone had left. Uh, and it's cool. I never really get to be in here alone that often. Um, and uh, I was looking over the gym and I do this a lot when I'm walking up the stairs, just kind of looking over the gym and being like, man, this is a cool place. But it, it's not any deeper or more of a feeling than I walked than when I walked into Narang and there were like four mats on the floor and two power racks in the corner. I'd be like, "Holy shit! I have <laughs> I have a gym. This is mine." It it's never actually changed. the The feeling is no different. And I think, um, you know, when people ask questions like that, it's like, uh, "How do you feel about where it is now, or the growth, or anything like that?" I think it would feel different if I didn't know what work had gone into it. You know, like mm. I, w I was there when I was driving there after a shit day on the forklift, getting to this gym that 
I had six members of and sitting in the empty gym for six hours, like watching YouTube videos and training by myself and thinking, you know, what's going on? How do I get more people? Like I was there through all that. I was there through having to move to the other location and then get a second job again to buy more equipment because I wanted more equipment in the gym. Like I'd, I know what work has gone in and still goes in. Like I still work hard for this gym for sure or for all the gyms. Uh, so it's, it's, I know that puts a bit of a damper on it, but it's cool to see how far it comes, it, how far it's come, but it's not because it just happened. Can you, yeah, sorry. Can, can you remember like specifically where there days where no one would come in at all? Heaps. Yeah. For years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because originally it was like when there was less than 20 members, it was kind of like when you first joined where the majority of the members were a core group that trained together. So you imagine all the like stragglers when you first joined that, um, they were part of the gym for sure, but they kind of came in and did their own thing. Take away all of those people. And then it's just like a group of a core group of people training three or four days a week at exactly the same time. So not only was the gym empty on certain days, uh, cause I built the gyms, I guess, um, routine around my training routine, which was like squat Monday, bench Wednesday, deadlift Friday, bench Saturday. Is that how that happened? Pretty much. I, I've trained like that for, yeah, over 10 years. Oh, wow. To me, that was just like, that's just become like a universal powerlifting thought. Oh, I think a lot of people did that anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that's just an, a pretty organic way of structuring your training. Uh, but yeah, the, the core group would just come and train. And the core group was like five people. Mm-hmm. And it was always weird when we were peaking for comps and then people took that week off and then I was in the gym alone for a week. He <laughs> <laughs> you know, sucked. Um, but yeah, heaps. And it, like, especially after moving to the new place when we had a decent decent membership base, you know, decent as in like 50 people or something like that, where there was almost always someone in the gym during opening hours, the days where no one would come would be quite disheartening. Because when I moved to runaway bay the the rent like tripled and so i was like oh no <laughs> it's it's still but i mean we get it here the gym's got more members than we've ever had and you still have days where there's hardly any people mm. that come through yeah when did you fo- hold your first competition uh january i think it was january 19th 2013 so it was like three months in yeah yeah and it was a decent sized comp I think we had 20 or 30 competitors, but it was largely floated by uh, PTC Brisbane. Yeah. Like he really helped push uh, push the competitions. Like the, our only real marketing was Facebook and um, these forums, Oz Bodybuilding Forums. So we really pushed on that. Um, and most of the spotters and loaders, most of the competitors came from his gym anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we had a lot of comps over the years that had like less than 10 people. Yeah. Our first APL comp here had eight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember I did a Women of Power Novice comp that had 10 people in it. Yeah. That was COVID times. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so long, long before that sort of shit, that mm. COVID times stuff, we, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that uncommon for us to have small comps. It was always it was always one or the other as well. It was like sometimes we'd have a 45 lifter comp and be like, whoa, our comp's taking off, and then the next comp has like 10 people. Well, have more more volunteers than than competitors. That was always kind of disheartening as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not disheartening for me because I always had heaps of fun doing that sort of mm. stuff. If it was disheartening, I would have just cancelled it. But I guess always that sort of um, fear of how you're viewed 
Mm. Like yeah. people looking at it and being like, really? A comp of eight people? Are you serious? What kind of like operation are you guys running here? <laughs> um, but you have to be able to look past all that. You just mm. have to be able to commit, do it, do it to the best of your ability, whether there's eight people or 80 people, uh, and do the best job you can because that's what keeps people coming back. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of our longest serving members popped up through things like novice comps. That's how Sue ended up here, Sue Fitzsimmons. Yeah. She started doing a, a novice comp here or there, and, yeah, she's been with us ever since. That's cool. Plenty of people like that, yeah, have have, have come across from that kind of thing for sure. I'm one of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think I remember Sue at the first novice comp. I think did. it was the same one that you did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, where you yeah. benched. Mm. Yeah, I think you... you, you Maybe uh, she might have want done one earlier. She she kind of popped up here and there, and she disappeared for uh, quite a while, and then came back, and that's when she joined up and actually started getting some some sessions and coaching and programming and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's been plenty of people like that that have popped in and out over the years. Who's the longest serving member? Evan. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evan Evan takes that that award every year mm. for sure. When I walk in, I feel like he's the boss, eh? Yeah. Something messy. I'm like, fuck, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's the boss. <laughs> he's the boss. Don't get to see him enough. Yeah, it's really cool that we, um, you know, we've we've had that impact on on people like that to the point where they've stuck around for so long. It's always cool when old people reach out. So I, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but um, one of the first ever members, he might have been like, I'm pretty sure he was in the single digits. So he might've been like member eight or nine. His name's Harrison. I don't know if you've ever met him. He's popped in for casuals every now and then, but eventually he joined the army and he was uh, serving in the army for a very long time. And he's only just sort of stopped that. Uh, and so he was just a kid when he was training here back then. And now he's, now he's a man and he's graduated and he's um, just finishing up a psychology degree. Uh, and we've been talking back and forth about um, building in some, uh, sports psychology into our membership base across across all of zero and I've, I've sort of been toying with the idea of how can we integrate that in something like apl as well because sports psychology for powerlifters is not something that's huge and something that i think a lot of powerlifters would benefit from but it's really cool to see people like that just message out of the blue and to see how how well they've done in their own lives and you know zero or back then ptc gold coast has played some sort of small impact I get random messages from people all the time that are, that were members way back then just saying, hey, it's really cool to see how well the gym's done because they remember it when it was literally just a, a concrete floor and a few power racks, which is kind of cool. Very cool. All right. I'll bring up some of the questions that um, popped up on my Instagram. Are all your phones working today, by the way? Mine's not. I'm a Vodafone, so yeah. I'm good. I'm Optus. <laughs> Are you Optus as well, Thomas? Yeah, I'm Optus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's going on? The, there's a nationwide, like, it's just out. They don't know what's caused it yet, but Network's across the down. whole country, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's affecting, like, public transport and hospitals and everything. Voice said something like that would happen. Like, what if, you know, a big That's all outage it takes, happened? You know, for a bloody <laughs> apocalypse. All right. Here's one for a few of you then. <laughs> You're, like, hoping for it. Like, <laughs> This is a bit off um, off topic from the 11-year uh, birthday, but what do you think it takes to be a good gym manager? Oh. Well, you have to be welcoming. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you have to be welcoming. But a little bit strict as well. 
For sure. Yeah. Don't let things slide. Can't be afraid of hard conversations or putting mm-hmm. your foot down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. That's why I was never a good gym manager. Oh, sorry to inconvenience you, but you broke everything. Sorry about that. Um. James? Oh. You got to be an integrator. Yep. For That's sure. one thing that I think is massive. Explain uh, what you mean. You got to be able to integrate different communities within the one underneath the one roof mm-hmm. yeah and bring You're everyone together yeah. very very good yeah. at that. well because i was going through all the qualities it takes to be a good gym manager and i don't have any of them and i was just thinking of the one i was like oh, i'm good at that <laughs> yeah. you have heaps mm. of great no, no no but like that's the one that i was thinking oh yeah you have to be an yeah. integrator yeah and mm. it's not as easy as you think it's not just like uh, hey go and talk to that person then you mm. it's figuring out okay what what common ground do these mm. people have? How can I I- introduce them in a way with common ground so that they can talk to each other about what they're doing? Introducing people isn't enough because mm. then they're mm. just like, hi, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Frank. Oh, cool. Uh, how long have you been training here for? <laughs> a month. How about you? Uh, six weeks. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bye. But if you can be like, oh, this is Joe. He also plays soccer. Mm. You mm. play soccer. Joe One. was playing for this team. One thing I like doing, I don't know if you notice this, Bridget, but I always integrate where your sister lives with all the Kiwis. Yeah, you do. So it's like an easy Guess where Bridget's sister lives. So it's an easy conversation starter and gets them talking and laughing. And Why? So Why? Because my live? sister lives in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> like proper. Mata. <laughs> in Wellington. <laughs> and yeah, so it's an easy one for everyone to start laughing. So the initial conversation is just laughter. Well, it's an yeah. easy it's an easy way to connect people on the Gold Coast because everyone on Gold Coast is from New Zealand. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, an integrator. That's a huge one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say empathy, big time. Being able to being able to hear what people are saying, mm-hmm. uh, and I selectively say hear and not listen because you can listen to the words and not hear what they're saying because a lot of people either don't know how to communicate what they feel or what they're experiencing. Uh, or they communicate in a way that's just not plain, mm. uh, that you have to really uh, figure out what they're actually saying so you can help them find a solution, point them in the right direction, or just have them felt heard. Yeah. Yeah. Most of most of good, positive communication or making f- people feel loved and welcome is just literally hearing them. Absolutely. Mm. I think that's a big... Uh, Big quality for a gym manager. All the other stuff is it's like what makes the quality of a good coach. It can all be mm. taught. Like you can be taught organizational skills. I mean it's been a six year battle with James, but we're still working <laughs> on it. You know, it's it's getting better. You know, you know what I mean? Six year battle. Uh. Oh, here's one. And I'm gonna apply it to everyone just for funsies. If you didn't own a gym, what would you be doing? You can choose any job. Choose any job. Yeah. I'd something with animals. Working on a farm somewhere. Maybe. Mine's weird because you know how sometimes you daydream about a different life? Yeah. Mine's always to do with either being an athlete or being a trainer. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I Doing one of those. That's what I mean. <laughs> Like I don't actually see myself doing anything else. Like not, I'm not trying to be like, bro, I'm gonna be. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I always just think of myself being a trainer, a coach of some sort, or or an athlete. 
So if you could be at the pinnacle of any sport, which one would it be? As an athlete. Powerlifting, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, James. <laughs> oh, it would have to be... Uh, it would have to be... Rugby? Nah, it would, it would, it would have to be a combat athlete. Yeah, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, not because yeah. like... No, I just do. I'm a hobby jujitsu hobbyist. No, no, no. Like, and I, yeah, I can't actually fight, so no one tries to about me. genetics or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, w- not NBA. Um, nah, bro, they work too much. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You want the easy way out? <laughs> they, you know, how is fighting easier yeah, than NBA? Like you can die in the ring, but because fighting, you have a twelve week camp. You got to stay prepared, but you have a twelve week camp, eight yeah. week camp, and you might fight twice a year. Basketball, you're playing 82 yeah, games back a to year. Flying, 82 yeah. games a year. You don't get to see your family. You play on Christmas Day. And then that's only 82 games if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. So then you make the playoffs. Each series could go to seven games. You might be playing another 40, yeah. 21, 21? 21 games potentially. Yeah. Yeah, you could be playing potentially another 21 games. And then you got to decide, oh, shit, I made Team USA. Now I have to p- do another campaign. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I got a two-week holiday. Now my family's life is falling apart. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been away for yeah. two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, fair. yeah, yeah. It is a hectic schedule they're on. Because mm. I've thought about that heaps. I'm always like, oh, no, nah, that would be cool. And it's like, no, yeah. it wouldn't. CJ, any job? Um. Uh. I, I, oh, I'd lo- I'd love to be like a frontman of a band. A frontman. Yeah. Nice. I can't sing, so that's <laughs> always yeah. Yeah. I can play the instruments, but I can't sing. So that would have that would be. You got Nickelback awesome. vibes about you, Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably teaching. Uh, yeah? Like something yeah. in maths yeah. or science. You're a good educator. Something like that. Yeah. You're yeah. a very good educator. No, if I could be anything, I'd be an astrophysicist. Uh, you didn't think of that? I though, didn't eh? think of that. I was just I had this little guy here. I'm like, I want to work with animals. All right. Well, I want to know then, what do you think you'd actually be doing? So not like the dream job. So for me, I'd probably still be in like health. Mm. Either that or I would have gotten to academics and, and done something in, in universities along the same thing, like nutrition, PhDs, something like that. It would have been the academic route. Yeah, I probably would have got more. Co- I've got um, a qualification in animal care. I probably would have progressed that a little bit further and just done something with animals. I may had a qualification in animal care. Yeah, it's just a certificate one. What does that mean? Um, you can just work at like animal hospitals and just, you know, look after them like in between shifts and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd probably be in the mines or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Making bank. Mm, like I'd probably be doing, yeah, something like that. Really? I thought you would have... Um, Progressed in like retail stuff. Mm, nah, oh nah. Chase the money. Yeah, oh, because that was always what I used to always think about. Oh, time to apply for this. Mm. Yeah, probably in the mines. That's what I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What else have people asked? Or can you guys think of anything else you want to ask me about? Zero. So it's stuff around like the future and the. Everyone always asks this, like, what's the biggest hurdle you came across at the beginning of Zero? What are, like, the hurdles and the bumps you've faced along the way? I don't know. I think, like, a big part of the success of this business and then the future businesses has just been my ability to kind of ignore the hurdles and Mm. obstacles and not get so stressed out. Like, I'm curious from you, James, like, can you think of a situation or a time 
that you would put as like this was the time Thomas was the most wigged out about something. Nah, bro, you've always just been fucking too chilled. Because I can't think of anything. Nah. During COVID, I was like, I've got no job. I'm fucked. And you were so chilled. I'm like, why are you so calm? Yeah, you were stressing hard. Why are you so, so calm? You've potentially lost every single member. Yeah, I was having the time of my life. <laughs> Dan- Daniel and I were playing Borderlands 3. Yeah, <laughs> no. That, sick. Like when I think of stressful, I think that was a stressful time. And you weren't f- phased at all. It should have been stressful, but it was great. Mm. Yeah. You don't get stressed out. No, we have we haven't had. I don't know. I I feel like the hurdles and bumps because we objectively have had hurdles and bumps, but I think a different personality type would have seen them as much bigger than what they were. Well, I've never seen you angry. Yeah, I get angry. <laughs> no, I might have no. seen you mad, but I've never seen you angry. Yeah, no, there's there hasn't been anything ultra dramatic, or if it has, I don't know. I, and I think as the gyms have gotten better, uh, bigger or there's more of them, there's actually a lot more drama that you guys never see or hear about. There's there's always fires to put out, whether it's members, staff, whatever. There's almost always something going on. And I think the more often you have to deal with it, the more you realize they're all tiny little matters in the grand scheme of things. Like time will fix all of that. And I guess it's part of the just keep swimming, been doing it for 11 years. Most of the stuff that's going to come up has already come up. And so it just comes up again and it's just like, Okay, I've experienced this. This is how it plays out. This is how we deal with it now. You're probably so desensitized to those kind of scenarios. Like how an HR person, someone who works in HR, are so accustomed to these scenarios that would be, like you said, in that particular space, that scenario is, you know, oh, the world's ending. But for the person who's working in HR, same what you just said. I've seen the scenario a million times. I know how this is going to play out. But even when I haven't, I just feel like I don't react like that. Yeah, you don't. I don't know. I just, I think it's, you know, I think it's partly how my brain is wired. In fact, I think it's mostly how my brain is wired. Uh, but I also think if you wig out and stress out, you you just don't deal with things very well. Like you don't take the best best path or the path of the least resistance. It stops your ability to think. You just have to really sit there and be like, okay, what are the actual consequences of this? Where can it go? How can I stop this from getting any worse? I don't know. It's a pretty uninspiring answer. That's no, a good one. And I mm. see, you know, I've seen friends with gyms like this have panic attacks and have like almost nervous breakdowns and meltdowns over things and things uh, that are sometimes so far out of their control. It's almost like there's no point in stressing about it. It's like focus on what you can control and deliver at this very moment uh, rather than uh, stressing so hard. And I, I don't want to downplay other people's experiences because – like we said a few weeks ago on the podcast, it's like your experience of whatever's going on is relative to whatever you've experienced, you know, on the way out. But no matter what situation you're in, there's always a best option. There's always a best path. There's always something you can do, something you can control. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, one of my skills that comes with not being so stressed out about everything is you can make those decisions a little bit easier. Mm, I'm trying to think of like, the people, other gym owners, zero owners that I have something to do with. Like I talk to Khan quite a bit. I yeah. talk to Daniel quite a bit. And like these are all kind of pretty stoic. Yeah. Khan. In, you know, times of turmoil. Yeah. Khan gets worked up very easily. Oh, yeah. Khan's very easily worked up. He's got a good head on him though. And he mm. comes down pretty quickly as well. 
uh, it's more just controlling the beast of Khan, really. Mm-hmm. Not not letting him act on what he's feeling in the moment and giving him some time to think things through and calm down, uh, which he's very self-aware of, which is really cool. Um, Wes and Brooke are super chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, Daniel's super chill. Matt's the complete opposite of chill, Stenzel. Mm-hmm. He's like the peak anxiety monster. <laughs> Love him to death. Uh, but... Daniel and I balance that with almost too much chill, so we end up in a nice nice medium there. <laughs> Kiwi guys are super chill. Jordan's pretty chill. Mm. Very angry. You don't want to get on Jordan's bad side. <laughs> <laughs> He's very, very reactive, but not in a not in a real bad way. Sometimes when I talk to Daniel, I'll say something that I know he doesn't want to hear on purpose, just so I can see how he responds. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? I don't know. I always just be like, hey, bro, like, you know, like little things. I like already done the shoot, 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 uh, shoot order. You took too long. <laughs> <laughs> just got to poke, poke the bear. Yeah, yeah I'll just like, get... just say random things. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Such a chill response as well. <laughs> Love it. Love it. What yeah. else? I, I read a post once. I might have even mentioned this before, but I, I read a post once about like, what to expect as a gym owner and like one of the major points they made was like you will be stressed this will be hard and i don't know i, I haven't experienced that and objectively my gym was a lot shittier than a lot of people start out with like a lot of people don't make eight thousand dollars in the first year they make enough to cover their rent or enough to cover their bases i think the big issue with strength gyms is that they just never get any better beyond that point they grow to a point where they uh, can organically and don't know what the next steps are to get any better from there. Uh, and so thankfully we've been able to work work our way past that and, and grow beyond that point even after having a slow start. But I don't know. if My belief is if you expect to go into something really stressed, you're going to be stressed. Like Bridget and I were talking yesterday about some new tasks that I'm going to be giving her. If I was like, this is going to be really hard, you're going to have to prepare, prepare yourself because you are going to be under the thumb, you know? You're going to be really, really, really struggling with this if you don't take care. She'll be shitting herself. Yeah, it would be all I'd be able to think about. And that's how it's going to be. But I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be like that at all. But like our, our brains are really good at just like doing what we're what we think is supposed to happen. It's the same thing with dieting. People like, oh, if I diet, my bench is going to go down. So they start dieting and their bench gets weaker, not because their bench got any weaker, but because they think their bench is meant to get mm. weaker. So if you go into a situation thinking you're going to be like the ultimate uh, mess of stress, of course you're going to be like that. You're going to look for it. You're going to want it. Mm. I don't want stress in my life. I want to be chill. Mm. Be relaxed. I think part of me as well is just too dumb to see it. <laughs> Like, I think most people who sat in the gym alone for a year would have been like, maybe this isn't for me. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm still alive. (laughs) This is sick. I've got my own gym. Um, I've got like 16 mats now. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like such a king when I put, so at that first gym, I had four mats, which was the rolling area. It had like that green roller plastic that we use as a foam roller. Had that and a few... Uh, things of cardboard like those cardboard tubes that we rolled on uh, and a baseball that buddy destroyed recently that was like the the og baseball Um, and then i had another six mats that made up a deadlift platform and then i built a deadlift platform Uh, so all together i had whatever that was 10 mats Mm. 
Uh, and I remember at some stage I acquired like 20 and I made like a little dumbbell area. And I was like, oh, this is unreal. Look at, <laughs> look at the flooring in this place. Are you kidding me? This is crazy. <laughs> I still remember. So I used to wig out like uh, when people would – because when we, when we first moved into – this facil- facility We still didn't have Any new equipment Nah We had the old Leg extension Hamstring co- Yeah Yeah so it was still Really wild And um, like when people Would come in During the day Especially on like a walk-in Like they just randomly Popped in Like because our equipment Wasn't you know The flashes The thing that I thought I had to sell them on Was the community mm. But because there was No one in the gym <laughs> I was like a, You know Trust me bro This community here it goes off <laughs> <laughs> but you know now when people walk in it's like fuck yeah like when they come in i'm like you know the equipment like the place sells itself mm. now absolutely whether it's pumping or not i'm like man they're gonna be like what the hell is this place yeah yeah i, I feel like people don't believe me when i say this but it, it does it never gets old like that addition of something so like mm. Adding that Alico bar that I spent my whole savings on, putting in the calibrated plates and just like add that, you know those little A-frame trees? Mm. I modified one of those and, and made that the calibrated plate tree. And I used to just be like, oh, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Like this is the plates that you see online. <laughs> Unreal. It, it's like that with every single milestone. When I bought that equipment, so like that old leg extension and stuff. Mm. That came from a gym that closed down in Burley. So mm. uh, back then, I spoke a little bit about it on the 10-year podcast. Um, someone went around and dobbed in all the independent gyms uh, to the council to get us all in trouble. Um, and a few gyms, as a result of that, couldn't afford to go through the zoning process, so they just shut down. So there was this one one space of like three to six months where, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 gyms on the Gold Coast like this just shut down. And they were selling off all their equipment. And I, I bought a bunch of equipment from there. And that was the first like uh, big swing of machines we had in here. And it, to me, it was crazy. It was like leg extension, hamstring curl. We got a, a concept two rowing machine. We got two of them. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is a gym. Like we, we were a training shed before. Now we are a gym. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, that leg extension might be the heaviest leg extension on the planet. Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. That Will and Mickey have one as yeah. well. I think they've still got it. Mm. Theirs was of the same brand, but theirs might have been a different model. It's a tiny bit different, but yeah, it's crazy. Like you'd only use like the first four plates on it. Crazy heavy. Do you remember... So there, there, there was a guy that from he, you would have maybe met him in the Runaway Bay gym, but he came to the Narang gym and he brought all this equipment. He used to work at an equipment supplier and he brought all this equipment and he's like, we'll write an agreement where you can keep the equipment in the gym and I'll get a discounted membership. Like, great. And then after a couple of years, he disappeared. And then we started to make more and more upgrades to the gym. And I had to get rid of this equipment. I couldn't get a hold of the guy. Uh, and so I just started getting rid of it. Uh, and then one day out of the blue, he contacted me and said, I need all that equipment back. I'm like, yeah, cool. You can come pick it up. Some of the stuff is not here. Uh, and he tried to get heavy on me. Do you remember that? No. It, it, we were at this place by then. Mm-hmm. So he tried to get heavy on me and uh, uh, he wanted to come pick some stuff up. And so... I didn't like. He's just like an old man. I was. He was never going to cause anything 
uh, too dramatic, but I remember being like to some of the boys, I'd just make sure you're around on this day. Uh, and I just dragged it all out the front and closed the door and said, if you grab it, you grab it. If you're not, it's going to be sitting outside. Yeah, right. He came and grabbed it and left. I don't remember that. Yeah, he tried to get heavy. Was I working yeah. here? You were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was only a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what equipment it was. I really doubt he listens to the podcast. Mm. I hope not. <laughs> if if you do, I mean, it's all water under the bridge now anyway. It's all mm. ancient history by now. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting story that I forgot about. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But yeah, coming back to the equipment, I mean, it's, this, it's the same thing. It's like we upgraded from that. Well, the first upgrade was during COVID. My bad. That's okay. When we picked up all that stuff. That's right. It was a great day. Me and Daniel. That, yeah. was, that was so much fun though. Yeah. Hired a massive truck. Where'd we go? We went to Toowoomba and we got the prime pieces of equipment. You fell through the floor? Fell through the floor again. Uh, got that shoulder press that Daniel had. We got heaps of flooring from there. We got a Smith machine. Smith D- Did we? No, we moved no. a Smith machine. I feel like we moved a Smith machine. No, I can't remember. But we then went to World Gym and got that. <laughs> <laughs> got the, that big like cable machine that we had here for a while. That was a nightmare. This was like at nine o'clock at night. Eh? So bad. <laughs> it was the last thing. So we went there at like six thinking, yeah, it'd be a breeze. You'd grab a forklift, chuck it on the truck. Their door didn't open high enough to get it out. So we had to like maneuver it under this door and it weighed like 10 million kilos. <laughs> it was so shit. And then yeah, dragging it around here was just a nightmare. Did we end up putting it in here that night? We put it inside the the door. Yeah, I don't know if we set it up. Oh. I'm pretty sure we just dumped it in here because it was COVID. We just oh, that's right. stockpiling yeah. stuff. But same thing, like we added all the stuff and I'm like, oh my God. Look, at this is an eight-station cable machine. We've got rows. We've got lap pull-downs. We, we didn't have a... Oh, yes, we did have a seated row, the old shitty one. That's yeah. Right. Had an old shitty one and a lap pull-down that I brought from Empire Fitness Center. Uh, but, yeah, we had all this new stuff, new secondhand stuff. It was just unreal. And then we got rid of that and got the new stuff again. That was unreal. It's just, it never ends. It never ends. I walk in and the first thing I look at every morning now is the Blue Zero Combo. And I'm like, fuck, this is unreal. <laughs> this is so good. It never gets old, no matter what. Do you know what I think about? So, you know, now when a new Zero opens, it's like all hands on deck and they're quite easy to put together now. Maybe not when you... <laughs> no, <laughs> so, you know, Righto. you know, when you, you went to but Wales. Yes. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, here, it's like everyone kind of knows what they're doing. So, it's kind it's kind of easy. Yeah. Like, you know, go set up Brisbane, whatever. You set up my car. You guys all know what you're doing. But like, I still remember setting up, uh, helping Daniel do Zero Southside. Did you go there that day? Because I didn't. Oh, no, no, no. Before it was... Before the new equipment... What did we set up? So I was like cutting mats and... Oh, that was when we... Yeah, we got all those new mats from that other gym. Yeah, so when you first bought... Yeah. When you guys were first uh, opening Zero Southside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still remember doing things like that where it was only like just me and you and Daniel and it was like no one else. Yeah, far out. I don't, I don't actually remember that much of the setup process there, to be honest. I just remember having fucking sore knees from yeah. cutting mats. We, we, I remember taking the mono and the bench and stuff there. That was all on that day while mm. we had the truck. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's not, not that much fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, none of them get old. None of them get old. It's still, still crazy walking into Brisbane. All of them. 
All of them. It's really cool as well going to like Mackay and Cairns, the places that I don't get to go too often and seeing the changes there. But also seeing the community, like the weirdest thing for me with the growth and the, the lesson for any gym owners or coaches to take away from this, if you want to get big, you have to design your business in a way that is not built around you. Because for ages, PTC Gold Coast wasn't PTC Gold Coast. PTC Gold Coast was just me. And even when I started bringing on staff, it was still like I couldn't pass on clients to the staff because people didn't have that trust. Now people trust the brand and, and it's crazy. I reckon my, my goal is to have like uh, the majority, like 80% plus of people that train at Zero Gyms to have no idea who I am. I mean, people are going to find me because we live online, but I reckon most of the me members at Wales that sign up won't know who I am. I reckon a big chunk of Cairns and Mackay have no, no idea who I am. A decent chunk of Brisbane don't know who I am. It's really cool. Really cool. It's really cool to walk into these gyms and look around and be like, I have no idea who any of these people are because it's come from a place of literally the only people who trained here were my training partners, like people who I knew back to front. I knew everything about them, knew where they lived. I knew their license plate numbers, like crazy. It's funny you say that uh, about the like coach, like they trust Zero as a brand. Whenever I tell someone, you know, they get coached by Zero, I always say we coach them. I never say I coach that person. I say, oh, yeah, we coach them. Yeah. We coach that guy. Yeah, I try really hard to... Mm. He trains with us. Only say we, mm. exactly. Because it is. It's collective. It's a team, mm. for sure. For sure. All right, well, I feel like I've rambled on enough. Can you guys think of any other zero questions you want to ask before we wrap it up? No. Nah, that was just the... Let me I see. was just listening. Let me yeah, see if there see. are any other decent, decent um, questions in here. Uh, if anyone's made it this far, someone's asked, would you be, ex would you, I'm going to answer this on my Instagram anyway, but would you expand beyond your ability to be somewhat personally involved in each gym, like each zero gym? So basically what he's asking is, do I want to, because at the moment I own all of the zero gyms as a majority share in all the partnerships, right? He's asking, do I want to get bigger than that? Do I want to franchise or license? The answer is no, I never want to do that. However, there are a lot of people who ask me to open gyms that I'm not going to open gyms with. Like a lot of people ask me, hey, I want to open a zero or whatever, that I'm just going to, in a really nice way, say flat out no, because I don't know know them. They haven't been coached by us. They haven't done the zero coach development course. And so they don't know what zero is. Like opening a gym is the easy part. Understanding the brand is what makes the brand successful. Um, and so there are a lot of people who want to open gyms and a lot of people who follow me because of that. Uh, next year, I plan on pushing a bit of a product that is a full gym setup for you so not just the equipment fit out but also teaching you how to run a gym teaching you through stuff that we do through the coach development course basically a, a plug and play kit including all the systems you need to manage members all of that done for you with finance available so if you've made it this far and you're listening to this and you want to learn more about that hit me up because i'm looking for a few people to get on board with me at a very cheap introductory rate so i can turn it into a product and um, put it out there to the world because I know for me, if I knew how to open a gym, it probably would have been a very different trajectory. And then I think of the way a lot of these gyms have started has been because of that. It's been people being like, you know, my long-term goal is to open a gym, but they already have rapport with me. And I'm like, why don't we just open a zero together? I can't do that for everyone, but I can help you open a gym. So reach out for sure. You've only got five spots available as well, though. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
Most of the questions I get are just like zero in Canberra. Will there be a zero opening in Auckland? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Ask someone in Auckland who's willing to open one. No, nah, I shouldn't get too frustrated. But it's funny. People just think, like we were talking about it with Toowoomba yesterday. It's like mm. there's a demand in Toowoomba, is there? There's just people saying open a gym here. That doesn't mean anyone's going to sign up. The, it's the biggest thing when you open a gym is all the people that are like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro, I'm going to be there. Guarantee they won't be there. <laughs> Take your I'm going to be there list and make like maybe 5% of it. Those people might show up. Yeah. The rest count out. Um, nah, there's nothing really good to pick apart here. So we might just leave it there. Nice. Right. What do you got, Gidge? Yeah. Do you get any super, super oh. duper? Are we still doing that? Yeah. yeah. On this one. Yeah. No, I got some stuff. I just got a few little <laughs> questions. Let's go. Are we still doing that stuff? No, I don't mean every... I meant every today. Do Are we still, still doing, doing that, that today? <laughs> uh, what have I got? What have I got? What have I got? Uh, while you're thinking that, I I get these text messages all the time now that are like, sorry to bother you. I'm Amelia from Gumtree. We can recommend a full-time, part-time employee job for you. So that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing zero. I'd be answering spam messages to get a free job at Gumtree. <laughs> well, that's like, actually similar to like one of my first questions. If you could instantly become an expert in anything, what would it be? <sighs> Might it be cosmology? Cosmology. 100%. So like cosmetics? No. <laughs> that's cosmetology. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um. Yeah, it's like astrology versus astronomy. Oh, yes. Oh, I'd love to be an, a professor in astrology. <laughs> oh, God. Come here, Gemini. <laughs> uh, my, mine would probably be maths or chemistry. Yeah? yeah. Nice. No, lame. That's not lame. That's cool. James, basketball. You already no. are an astronomer. <laughs> no, mine just reminded me of something. So you're going to laugh. But you know, because you, you know Ben Pollock? Yeah. You know he's got a uh, PhD in uh, sports history? Oh, is it sports history? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think that's fucking sick, but I still remember when he posted it. One of the comments were, quick, what's the square root of basketball? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so good. <laughs> and I just lost it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, an expert, I'd want to be an expert. Yeah, sports history. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Cool. Do you know what I am low-key an expert in though? Bridget? Geography. Kinda, yeah. He's surprisingly good at geography. Not I'm no. really good at geography. <laughs> surprising. No, it's just not something that I expected. Because I'm just like, where is this city like in the world? Oh, that's here. Like, well, that's in this part of the world. When or, I like, think about it, it's like all I watch on YouTube as well. Besides you know, the other things. Do you, Do you know who? Um, oh, why is his name escaping me? Have you seen the competitions like the Google Earth competitions? Mm. You should get into that. Do you know what it is? Like the Geo Hunters or whatever they're called? Nah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. Uh, I'll find it later. Uh, man, why is his name escaping me? He's like one of my favorite creators. Geo. Well, he's looking for it. CJ, what about you? Um, oh, psychology. Really? That's yeah. a good one. That's really yeah. cool. Um. Knowing how people's minds work. Yeah, I mm. think that's just so... Fascinating. I mean, you guys know, like, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. So, mm. hearing him talk about different behaviours of people and why they do this, and it's just so... I'm like, wow, you're so... 
you know so much mm. about like it's just yeah. So to be an expert in that field, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. But Joe Rogan's an expert. In what? <laughs> <laughs> Stand up comedy. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> gosh, I love Uncle uh, Joe. <laughs> I remember his name now. Rainbolt. Rainbolt. Yeah. Uncle Joe. This guy. Why does he look familiar? He does look familiar. I'll send you some of his stuff later. It's yeah, right. It's so fascinating. But it's this game. It's called GeoGuessr, and it'll just, like, flash up a photo of, like, a, a road sign. Oh. And they have to click on the world where it is. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, That's I might crazy. have seen – he you, might have TikTok. I might have seen him on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. big on TikTok. It's yeah. proper, like – Oh, before Brish is such a segment, do you know what? I've been watching heaps on YouTube lately, though. Whoa. It's what? a YouTube page called Scammer Payback. <laughs> Scammer oh. Payback? Yeah, so it's like when they yes. they reverse hack the connection yeah, and they're on yeah. the scammer's computer yeah, 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 and like yeah. open up their webcam oh, and so have all their good. details. Yes. It is so satisfying. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I really want to ask you these like, geography questions now. Do you have some? No, I'm not. Oh, literally. (laughs) I was waiting for one. (laughs) Okay, what country is Bucharest in? Bucharest? Yep. What country is Bucharest in? Yes. I've heard Bucharest so much. Yeah, of course you have. Think Andrew Tate. Romania. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What about Gidge? If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And it can't be money. Damn it. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Gold. Cri- cryptocurrency. Crypto. Debt. <laughs> <Jeez>. Unlimited. <laughs> unlimited supply. I don't know. My knee-jerk reaction is just chips. Ooh. Yeah? Yeah. Is it weird? No, nah, mine's uh, food. Gosh. Unlimited supply of like Wait. any food. I don't know. Like, could you imagine? No, nah, I don't know. Has to be more specific than yeah. that. Yeah. Unlimited supply. Is yours actually chips? Yeah. Like, I'm sure I can come up with a more thoughtful answer, but I feel like the purpose of these questions is more like say what you feel straight away. All right. That's petrol. What, that's what I feel. That's well, yeah, I, I was thinking that too. Petrol, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Tom Rose just got fucking. Honey soy chicken chips and <laughs> Pringles on deck. Yeah. <laughs> on deck. Let's go. C- company car, baby. Pringles. <laughs> I'm not paying for that petrol. Best chips, by the way, Boulder Canyon. Hands down. What flavor? Oh, jalapeno, jalapeno cheddar. cheddar. Mm. Jalapeno okay. cheddar's up there. What's I'm, a, what I'm does a salt and pepper guy. What does the packet look like? It's quite flash. I it's think a, it's like, is it a white packet and then it's yeah. got like green? It's like, it doesn't feel like it's aluminium. It's like a... Paper. Yeah. It feels a bit more like paper. Like wax yeah. paper. Mm. Mm. Okay. And you get normal, any supermarket grocery store has nah, it? it's an American mm. brand. So yeah. Oh, okay. Go to the... Um, They're real cheap too. They're only like $12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Eight, $8. What a bargain. It's half filled. <laughs> half filled. Or uh, just the avocado oil and sea salt ones. Yeah, they're good. Mm. I, go, I go, yeah, the black pepper one, the cracked black pepper one, or hickory barbecue. Yes. I haven't had the hickory Suck barbecue Suck it for hickory yeah. barbecue. Mm. I love chips too. You know what? Love some love <laughs> chips as well. Boulder yeah. chips. <laughs> nice. All right. If you could be a character in any video game, who would you be? Sonic. 
Sonic. Yeah, I don't is that because so there's so much nostalgia to the game? No, I just honestly the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going first thing. When he said that, I said thought Crash Bandicoot. CJ. I thought Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be Link in Ocarina of Time. Nice. Free nice. game. You equip that Master Sword. Let's go, Link. All right, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who's the one person you want on your team? They can be fictional or real. Why is there always a question about zombies? <laughs> Do I ask lots of zombie no. questions? All right, you know what? No, 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 I like that question. Someone in the gym or someone that you know. All right. Oh. Like just in this gym? Uh, it can be any Any gym. zero gym? Yeah. Daniel. I'm picking Daniel. Mm-hmm. He can build stuff, fix stuff. He's resourceful. He's not going to panic and freak out. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm picking Fonz. <gasps> oh, yeah. Fonz is a tough mother. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's got military background. Yeah. yeah. He, he knows his way around, a, uh, yeah. you know, weaponry. Yeah. And he's tough and he's logical. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So you survive much, him. I don't know much of Fonz's backstory. Mm. Proper, yeah, proper veteran. Because what did he do in the military? What was his position? Uh, or rank or Not too sure Yeah But he was in there for a very long mm, time He was hey Since he was a kid eh Yeah Yeah mm. And yeah. you can't When Fonz walks in You're kind of scared of him No oh, I'm not For sure No um, no, but do you know what I mean You know that like He's a bad He's seen some you things You wouldn't Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he, the nicest guy on earth Even without knowing Fonz that well I'm, Yeah you wouldn't mess with him mm. No Yeah I'm having Fonz He's such a great guy Yeah I'm going to go Fonz as well do we have yeah. any other like military? You can't go Fonz because he's yeah. already on Yeah, no. I know. I can't pick him. Stephen Radshaw? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, see, Steve, uh, Steve was up there for me because he's also very handy and uh, wise and smart. Yeah. Might slow you down a bit though. Big dude. Mm. I mean, I'm not that much quicker. Could you imagine True. Steve flying around his, throwing around <laughs> his big concrete hands as well? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, now I don't know because I was thinking Steve. Lane Hall's a military man, but he'd yeah. be on the bench and too distracted. Yeah, he's, his arms are too big now. <laughs> he's got, <laughs> he's got huge biceps. Too distracted. Come on. Nah, I don't know. They're like the best three. D- dude. Wow, way to insult all the other members. They're <laughs> all useless in an apocalypse. <laughs> what about Heather? She's tough. Heather is tough. And Heather's good at everything. Scotty was saying that everything that like she's really good at go karting. I thought you were about to pick Scotty. Don't. No, she's so smiley, bro. Like we love you, Scotty. He's just a happy dude. Yeah. Because something I was taking into consideration is like because I'm big, I'd want someone small, like mm. someone that can squeeze into like gaps or like yeah, because I could what throw I them thinking. through a window. You hear that, Steve? So I CJ can't. just called you small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'm drawing a mental blank. So I don't know who, yeah. I'd, maybe I just watched too much of Last of Us. But like it's such a good team dynamic where you have like the muscle of the team and then yeah. someone like, okay, I can put you through that vent and but then you can yeah. open the door from the other side or something like that. If it was someone random, it would be Ant Middleton. Who's Ant Middleton? You have to look him up on Instagram. Okay. But mine will be him. Sweet. 
just like any random person. I picked my cousin, Justin. <laughs> He's a hunter. He's really good with weapons. Nice. Yeah. He's real stealthy. That'd be a good one. See, my dad's a hunter too, but he takes that shit too serious. I remember playing, you know, those Buckeye games at like yeah, yeah. the fucking arcades. You know, you just pick up the gun and go, and you yeah, just yeah. fire around. He's like this. Yeah. I'm like, mate, you've just wasted two bucks. It's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> wasted two bucks. <laughs> He's like, shh. <laughs> Control my breathing. All right. Well, you, you guys can team up saying you can't decide. The end. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Talk to you next year. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.